KWFN and KWFN HD1 San Diego. It's time to take a trip around San Diego high schools and get the inside track on what's happening with their football programs. It's the High School Football Hour with John Quintero. Brought to you by Lolita's, San Diego's best Mexican food since 1984. Now huddle up. Here's the coach, John Quintero, on 97.3 The Fan. Good evening and welcome to the High School Football Hour. Brought to you by Lolita's Mexican Food. Coach John Quintero with you on a Thursday night late after a Padre ball game. Of course, normally we get underway right about 9 o'clock and... Take it to 10 o'clock. Uh, next week, we'll be back in our regular uh, time slot, so uh, make sure you tune in again next Thursday night at 9 o'clock for the high school football hour. We've got a lot to cover tonight on the uh, program. We're going to take a look back at week two, and boy, there were some unbelievable games uh, in week two, and you have to start with the number one ranked team in San Diego, the Torrey Pines Falcons, who moved their record to 2-0 and on the year. They won a, a crazy ball game. It was back and forth all night against San Clemente, and Torrey Pines kicked a late field goal and won the ball game 47 to 45. We'll talk about that. We'll take a good hard look at all the teams in this week's top 10 and uh, of course take a look at the San Diego uh, County uh, rankings uh, compliments of the San Diego Union. We've got some great matchups coming up this week that we're going to get into. Of course you've got the Honor Bowl uh, which ought to be very interesting. Uh, the Honor Bowl 2018 it'll be this Saturday, September 1st at Cathedral Catholic High School presented by the San Francisco 49ers. How about that? It's going to be a triple header. At 12 o'clock, it'll be Oaks Christian coming in with a 2-0 mark. They're going to take on a top-notch team out of the state of Washington, Eastside Catholic, who's going to be playing their first game of the year. Boy, that ought to be interesting. And then at 4 o'clock, the Helix Highlanders, who had a nice bounce-back victory last Saturday, or last Friday against the Royal Grande, 34-3. They're going to go against another one of these top teams coming from out of state, Swaworo a High School out of Scottsdale, Arizona. They come in with a one and one record, and then the uh, nightcap, the seven thirty game. It'll be the host school, Cathedral Catholic, who got a big win last Friday night at home against El Camino. They will take on the very talented Sarah Gardena squad. Uh, Scott Altenberg always does a great job there with uh, Sarah High School, and they uh, defeated last week in the Honor Bowl in Northern California, Sarah of San Mateo. 41 to 22. A little bit later on in the program, uh, we're going to be joined by John Maffey from the Union Tribune, who's uh, really followed this honorable. It started up in Oceanside a few years back. In the last couple of years, it's moved out in the Cathedral Catholic. So we'll get a, a good uh, scouting report, uh, not only on the local teams, but on the teams that are coming from out of town and out of state as well. Uh, Take a look at uh, the volleyball. Our Braden Suprena is going to be coming along a little bit later on in the program. He'll give us this week's girls' volleyball top ten. And I don't think this year uh, so far, because it's really the first full week of volleyball, probably not going to see a lot of movement from where we were a week ago. And then uh, Braden and I are going to sit around, and we're going to take a look at the top ten, all the matchups, look back to some of the great performances last weekend on the high school uh, football field. And, again, our show. I want to thank our sponsor. They do a marvelous job. Uh, Lolita's Mexican Food here in San Diego. They've been a big uh, supporter of high school sports, and we certainly appreciate everything that they bring to the table on a daily and weekly basis when we're talking about high school sports. Uh, you know, it's really interesting when you take a look at high school football where we're at. I got something on my phone the other day that I think uh, was kind of brought up last week with uh, Commissioner Schneep. Uh, we were talking about how the numbers are 
down for high school football players, not only in San Diego, but nationally. And there was a, a survey that came out that it, it just popped up on my phone out of nowhere, and it said high school football participation is down by 20,000 players this year, 20,000 players. Yet football is still the number one participated sport in high school uh, sports. So uh, that says a lot. And, of course, we're going to continue to talk about that. Uh, Everybody's got an opinion. Some parents just don't want their kids to play football. And, you know, to a degree, I do understand that. But I also uh, think a lot of parents – uh, need to talk to their kids and, and let their uh, children make that decision. And in some households, it works that way. Other households, it doesn't work that way. But I thought that was really interesting. And we're going to hear more about that as the season goes on. I hope you you had a chance last week to hear that interview I did with Jerry Schneep because we talked about the transfer rule, uh, what that is. And uh, Jerry was saying that 98% of the kids that are playing high school ball here in San Diego and all the different sports, at the same school where they started, and there isn't transfer, and it's just that small percentage, and a lot of that percentage of the 2%, they're the big-name players that we hear a lot about, whether they're in football, basketball, baseball, or or one of the other sports. So I thought that was pretty interesting, and we also, we didn't have a, a really good opportunity to get in length, but talking about mental health, and something that I think we all need to be really aware of, and I know I talked about this at the end of the last show, mental health is a real issue. It's not just an issue for student-athletes or, or uh, students. It's a, an issue for all of us. Some, we all have depression to, to some extent. I may have it not as bad as you. You may have it worse than the other guy or vice versa. But the bottom line, some people are easily able to cope with depression. Others aren't. And there's a lot of pressure on youngsters out there to get that ACT score or that SAT score or wear the right clothes to high school, drive the right car, hang with the, the right uh, group at school. A lot of pressure. And it starts. It doesn't just start in high school, I can tell you that. It starts down in the, the lower levels of education. So that's something that we all need to be aware of. I'm going to get off my soapbox now. We're going to take a timeout. When we come back, we're going to take a look at the 2018 Honor Bowl. John Maffey from the Union Tribune next. This is the High School Football Hour, brought to you by Lolita's Mexican Food, and I'm Coach John Cantera. Thanks for tuning in to 97.3 The Fan. It's the High School Football Hour with John Cantera, brought to you by Lolita's. Now huddle up. Here's the coach, John Cantera, on 97.3 The Fan. Welcome back to the High School Football Hour. Coach John Cantera with you late on a Thursday night. And as I mentioned in our open, uh, we're going to get a good preview right now. This week's honorable at Cathedral Catholic. It'll be this Saturday. A game starting at 12 o'clock, 4 o'clock, and 7.30. And our good friend from the San Diego Union, John Maffey, nice enough to join us on 97.3 The Fan. John, welcome. And I know tomorrow night, uh, regular high school football on Friday. But Saturday, a triple header out of Cathedral Catholic. Oh, and, and John, it's it's a it's a triple header that that's that's going to be really special. There are six very good teams in those games. You know, uh, I know uh, when this thing kind of started uh, a few years back, uh, and I know you were really directly involved the first a few years up at Oceanside High, and then they've uh, now moved it down to Cathedral Catholic. The 49ers have gotten involved in uh, helping, uh, you know, defray the cost, which is kind of cool. John Lynch, uh, he took over as a general manager, and that was one of the first things he decided to do was, you know, to back uh, the Honor Bowl. And could you kind of give us a little bit of the history of this Honor Bowl and how this thing uh, really got started? Sure, it, it's uh, 
the brainchild of Mark Soto and, and his sons. Uh, Mark's a, a, a military man, and, and both his sons served, and he wanted to do something for, you know, for, for the veterans, and, and especially for, you know, for the wounded warriors. And what he's done now is, is it's a fundraiser to, uh, to provide uh, chairs, wheelchairs, and support dogs for, for, for veterans. And, and they've done a, just a, a tremendous job in, in raising funds. And a lot of studies that show that, you know, support dogs are, you know, really helpful toward, uh, toward combat veterans. And, and I, I think, uh, you know, Mark has, has found his niche, and it's, it's a great cause. John, I know you and I were talking the other day, and you'd come up with a number uh, of victories. Of these uh, six teams that are participating on Saturday at Cathedral, you, you like, matched up the, the wins and losses over the last several years. What was that? Over, over the last five years, the six teams involved are 314 and 72, and that's, that's an 81.3% winning percentage. So there, you know, there, there are some good teams coming in here. A question. Let, let's start with the 12 o'clock game. And again, all these games are going to be at Cathedral Catholic High School at Manchester Stadium. You've got Oaks Christian coming in. They're 2-0. Uh, they beat Chaminade 31-13. to They uh, last week beat Edison uh, that normally has a really good program, 38-7. to And they're going to take on a team from the state of Washington, Eastside Catholic, and that's going to be their first game of the year. Yes, yeah, kind of odd that, uh, that they haven't played a game yet. But that's a good team and, and uh, one of the top-ranked teams in, in the state of Washington. So, uh, and Oaks Christian is, is a sensational team. So that, that's a really special matchup, that first game. In the 4 o'clock game, you've got uh, the local team, uh, Helix Charter, 1-1. One one. Robbie Owens' team bounced back with a big win last week against the Royal Grande, 34-3, to after really uh, laying an egg on opening night up against a really, really good program at Cajon High in San Bernardino. And they're going against Saguaro uh, out of Arizona. They come in with a 1-1 one and one mark, but, boy, they tell me this team's loaded up and down with D1 recruits. They are. They're, they're the number two team in the state of Arizona, and they lost by three points to the number one team in the state of Arizona. And, uh, and there's, there's going to be a lot of talent on the field that day, and, and hopefully – Helix has got their their act together, and, and you're right. They played a, a sensational Cajon team, and I people don't don't realize I don't think how good Cajon is. But I you know, would I hope it had been a little bit closer. But I think Helix has its has its act together now. John Maffey uh, from the Union Tribune joining us here on our high school football hour on 97.3 The Fan. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Uh, the 7.30 game, the home squad, Cathedral Catholic, taking on oh, a really good program in Sarah Gardena. And you look at Cathedral Catholic, they got upset the opening night by La Costa Canyon 19-7. to Last week, uh, that game was over before the, the first quarter gun went off when they beat El Camino 56-7. to Yes, and I think, uh, you know, and I think Cathedral, probably more than anybody, or as much as anybody, suffered from the, the early start to the schedule. Nine practices short. They didn't have a scrimmage. And I just think they, not that they weren't ready to play, they were out of sync. And I, you know, I think it stresses how important practice is and the importance of having that scrimmage to get some of the kinks out. And uh, Sarah Gardena, they're 1-0. They uh, won in the Honor Bowl up uh, last week in Northern California over Sarah High, uh, Sam Mateo, 41-22. to 
Yes, a very good uh, Sarah San Mateo team, and and this Sarah Gardena team is loaded. So that that's going to be that's going to be a fun game to watch. Speaking of loaded, uh, there there's some talent that is off the chart coming in on Saturday. And I, you know, I would hope that a lot of people, I know a lot of people go to games on Friday night. Uh, I would hope that a lot of people would venture out not only to support the, uh, the honor bowl and, and the, the servicemen and, and the veterans, but there's some talent in these games uh, of guys that we're talk going to be talking about for the next three or four years at the college level. And there's some guys already people are talking about maybe playing in the pro someday. And it starts with that defensive end out of Oaks Christian, Kayvon Thibodeau, who right now is the number one uh, national recruit as a defensive end. Right. And, you know, and I, I broke it down, uh, 247 Sports, which is one of the – the top recruiting uh, agencies in the country. Uh, in this game, there is one five-star recruit, and that's Thibodeau, three four-star recruits, and 14 three-star recruits. Two of the players committed to San Diego State. So if, you're, if you like to watch really good players or if you're an Aztec fan and you want to see some of the players that are coming in, this is this is a this is a really good opportunity. You know, it was interesting when I was looking at uh, uh, Thibodeau. Uh, he'd been recruited by Florida State, Alabama, Oregon, USC, Florida, and again, uh, the number one national recruit is a weak side defensive end. You mentioned he's a five star guy, and then I was looking uh, down on their roster. They got a running back by the name of Zach Charbonnet. 6'2", He's already given Jim Harbaugh a verbal at Michigan, and he was recruited by a ton of guys. Oh yeah, it, it was, the schools these kids are being recruited by the you know the Notre Dames, the LSU's, the you know uh, the USC's. It you know it's a who's who of football, and uh, I just it's it just so much fun. How many times do you get a chance as a fan to see the number one high school recruit in the country? And and this is this is the chance to do it. You know, I know Sarah Gardena. You know, they're going to have a defensive back by the name of Max Williams. I, I counted up how many offers he has. He has twenty-seven offers right now from USC, UCLA, Notre Dame, Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, Oregon, Stanford. Twenty-seven offers. Yes, and and that just tells you how good the kid is. That uh, these teams are, are are just coming after him, and uh, I, I'm. It's it, it it's a special group. You know, John, you were mentioning that San Diego State has a couple of guys. They've got uh, the linebacker out of Helix, Michael uh, Shawcroft, who's verbally committed to Rocky Long's uh, 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 team. And they also uh, have a young man that's a defensive back at Saguaro, uh, Brandon Shivers. So it'd really be a great opportunity. I know the Aztecs, uh, you know, they play on Friday night. So if an Aztec fan wants to come out, watch Saguaro uh, play on Saturday, they can see maybe an Aztec of the future. Exactly, and what's nice too is those is those guys play positions that that they should be visible. If you're a fan, you know, a linebacker and a defensive back. It's not like they're offensive guards or offensive tackles where you know sometimes you you know they kind of get buried in the action. You know, you, you should be able to to see Michael Shawcroft make plays, and you should be able to see Shivers make plays. So that you know, I, you know, they they play positions where they're visible. 
Maffey from the Union Tribune, our guest here on the uh, 97.3, the fan, the high school football hour. John, i got to ask you, because you're the, the, the real lead dog in the San Diego County uh, Union Tribune uh, top 10 rankings. And what I mean by that, you're the one that organizes the other 29 voters. There's a total of 30 voters. Could you talk a little bit about your philosophy on how you were able to secure so many people to vote on a weekly basis? Sure. Uh, there's there's a lot of people that are that are really interested in football. A lot of a lot of knowledgeable writers, broadcasters, and and in so doing, I I I don't think that I'm the ultimate authority. I don't I don't think that my opinion should be a hundred percent. You know, the top ten. So in doing that, I wanted to get people from all over the county. I wanted to get you know north, south, uh, east, and city, and and in doing that, I wanted to get writers. I wanted to get broadcasters. I, I wanted to get people that are involved in football, CIF officials, former coaches. And I, I think we have a really nice cross-section. And in so doing, I think it takes away prejudices. If, you, if, you're, if you're ready for EastCountySports.com, you're, you're probably going to tend to vote an East County team up a spot or two. But that's okay because we have people from the north and the, and the city. And so everything is going to kind of even out, and I, and I think that's good. You know, I wanted to ask you about a couple of uh, players. I wanted to start with Dorian Richardson, the running back up there at Rancho Buena Vista. This kid is really putting together a heck of a high school football career. Yeah, he, he had 499 yards in a game last year, and, and, and then he comes back against uh, Irvine last week and has 493 yards and seven touchdowns, and you know, and what tells me, you know, something about that is that uh, Joe Meyer, at uh, the coach at Rancho Buena Vista, is one of the most honest men in the world because his running back gets 499 yards, and if he was if he was cheating, it'd be real easy to give him another yard or two and have him have him finish with 500 or 501. So you have to admire his honesty. You know, when when his back gets 499. You know, the other back that's off to a great start, there are several guys in the first couple of weeks that have had some incredible performances, but that running back down at Monta Vista appears to be a really special guy, Jermon McClendon, another guy that is committed to San Diego State. He is. Jermon is, is, a, is a tall, lean back with, with great speed and great leg action, and I think, you know, he's a, he's a special back. And Matt Bingham, the back at uh, – and Torrey Pines has 400 yards in, in the uh, combined in the first two games, and he, he he's a baseball player who's committed to USC, but he he's a special back. No, John, uh, it's really good to see. I know Lincoln's kind of been back, but you know they they've been a little inconsistent, but they they've definitely won more than they've lost the last several years. David Dunn done a nice job of kind of getting that program uh, uh, back up and running, and and Tracy McNair. It's taken him a while there at Morse, but boy, that's going to be a heck of a game tomorrow night. Lincoln taking on the Morse Tigers, just like the old days of Vic Player and John Shacklett. You know, John, I really admire those schools that. And Lincoln played San Diego last week, and I think, and and that's how you know you and I kind of grew up in football in, in, in San Diego. It was Lincoln, San Diego, Morse, uh, you know, were the great teams, and and it's really good to see those teams playing each other again. I I, I think you know natural right. It'd be it'd be like you know Torrey Pines not playing La Costa or you know Cathedral not playing Saints. 
So uh, it, there, there are some teams that just need to play each other, and, and I admire those coaches for, for finally getting together and getting it done. And both ball clubs off to really, really good starts right now as well. Hey, John, thanks so much for the time as always. Uh, uh, where are you going uh, tomorrow night? I am going to be at uh, San Marcos at Oceanside for the uh, opening of the Avocado League season. So that uh, you know, there's, I, I think there's going to be some points in that game. Certainly think so. We'll find out how good Oceanside is. I know San Marcos off to a 2-0 start. Jason Texler doing a nice job. Coach Rodriguez getting a win with the Pirates last week. And, of course, you better bring your uh, uh, little uh, seat chair on Saturday because you're going to be out there for that triple header at the Honor Bowl. It's going to be a long day, but I think it's going to be a very good day. Well, hey, John, uh, enjoy the ball games tomorrow night and enjoy the Honor Bowl on Saturday. Great, John. Thank you. There you have it. Uh, John Maffey, a great writer, does an unbelievable job uh, covering high school sports and any other assignment he has for the Union Tribune. Nice enough to join us tonight on our high school football hour on 97.3 The Fan. We'll get to the bottom of the hour. When we come back, we'll get this week's girls volleyball top 10 and some of the top individual week two performances. All that and a whole lot more as we work to the top of the hour right here on 97.3 The Fan. It's the High School Football Hour with John Quintero. Brought to you by Lolita's. Now huddle up. Here's the coach, John Quintero, on 97.3 The Fan. Welcome back. Coach John Quintero with you on the High School Football Hour here on 97.3 The Fan. Thanks again to John Maffey from the Union Tribune giving us all the little things we need to know if we're going to head out to the Honor Bowl on Saturday at Cathedral Catholic. A big triple header starting at 12 o'clock. Should be a fun day of football. And thanks again to the San Francisco 49ers for uh, putting that honor bowl on once again here in san diego right now as we do each and every week we're going to hear from Braden suprenant who covers girls volleyball in san diego and he'll give us an update on this week's top 10 Braden, thanks coach let's take a look at our top 10 this week not too much movement this week but you know we'll start from 10 and work our way up and the bottom half of our top 10 had a little bit of movement new team to the the mix here la jolla the vikings they're six and one they were not ranked last week and coach drobik has that team uh firing on all cylinders early this year as they beat Point Loma, Poway, West Hills, and Eastlake last week. Uh, hot start for a team that uh, went out to a flat start last year. Uh, as we get to our number nine team, Patrick Henry moves from 10 to 9. They're a team that's not necessarily that much of a top 10 team, but they're kind of a sleeper team on a lot of people's radars. Look for them to have a good year this year. Number 8 is Ramona. Last week, they're number 7. They went 1-1 one and one last week. They dropped one spot to 8. Santa Fe Christian moves up two spots from number 9 to number 7 as they went 2-1 and one last week, uh, defeating University City and their only loss coming against number 2 in the county, Cathedral Catholic. Then we go to number 6, and this is where it gets pretty much the same as last week. Bishops who went 2-0 and oh last week, they were number 6. They're still Stay the same at six this week. La Jolla Country Day is at five. They went four and two last week. La Costa Canyon went zero and one, but they played some teams out of town. They lost to Marymount, uh, who Tory Pines actually beat, but they're not going to suffer too much from a loss out of town to a really good Marymount team. They stay at number four. Canyon Crest Academy played a couple teams out of town as well. They'll stay at number three after going one and two. Cathedral won one game last week. Uh, defeating Carlsbad, they're at one and zero, and then Tory Pines will stay at number one at five and one after a pretty impressive uh, out of town week, defeating Santa Barbara, Arroyo Grande, and Marymount. So those are our top ten. To recap, number one, Tory Pines, then Cathedral Catholics, 
three uh, Canyon Crest Academy, four La Costa Canyon, five La Jolla Country Day, six Bishops, seven Santa Fe Christian, eight Ramona, nine Patrick Henry, and ten La Jolla. Coach? You know, Braden, uh, one of the things about girls volleyball that people maybe that don't follow it and haven't had a daughter or a family member uh, play volleyball here in San Diego, it's been very uh, interesting to watch over the last 25, 30 years how so many girls are playing club volleyball but how much better the high school teams in San Diego have gotten to where they're winning state championships on a regular basis in all the different divisions now. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Point Loma was a team last year that uh, you know kind of struggled in San Diego. They got moved to a, a favorable division and they were able to win state. Uh, but you see a lot of uh, intermixing between these high school coaches and uh, club coaches. Uh, the coach at Canyon Crest Academy, uh, La Costa Canyon, and uh, Torrey Pines, as well as Cathedral, all coach at the Wave uh, sh- uh, Club that's a club volleyball team, and they got all the North County schools doing really well. Another club is Coast, and they, they seem to dominate uh, the high school ranks as well. But there's a lot more club volleyball teams popping up, and I, I was just talking to uh, Steve Martis, who, who coaches one of the club teams, and how one of the girls he had on his team made San Diego High's JV volleyball team, and she was super excited about it. She worked really hard in the club uh, season, and there's a lot of there's a lot of talent here that's benefiting from the club teams off season. Uh, no question about it. Great stuff, and you'll be back here in a few minutes with me. We'll take a look at uh, the top ten uh, this week, and uh, as well as some of the key matchups this week. I can't wait to dive into it. All righty, Braden Suprenit uh, doing a great job with that girls volleyball top ten here on 97.3 The Fan. I want to look back at uh, last weekend a little bit. We had some great performances, and I can't mention them all on the show. I wish I could, but, you know, my job, I want to get information out on players, schools that are doing well. And, and when you look back at week two last week, you got to start with the big running back at Rancho Buena Vista High School, Dorian Richardson. He's 5'8", 217-pound senior. You remember last season, Richardson rushed for a San Diego section record of 499 yards one night. But last Friday night against Irvine, up in Irvine, Richardson exploded again. He had 493 yards on 39 carries and scored seven touchdowns, and the Longhorns won that ball game 55-35. to Be interesting. Richardson right now not being real heavily recruited. It'll be interesting to see where that goes as the season continues. Running back Jamon McClendon out of Monta Vista, who's already made a verbal commitment to Rocky Long at San Diego State. Last Friday night, Monta Vista blasted University City 48-20. McClendon galloped for 270. 73 yards on 27 carries and scored six touchdowns. Uh, Kale Patterson. Now, this is a school that's off the radar a little bit. Orange Glenn, he's a running back. Kale Patterson, last week, 27 carries, 225 yards, six touchdowns. He also had six receptions for 125 yards as Orange Glenn defeated Hoover 47 to 7. Little running back down at Modern Day Catholic. His dad was quite a ball player, Art Calvert, who played in the New York Yankee Orange organization. Aiden Calvert, underclassman, last week uh, ran for 215 yards on 19 carries in a 37-35 win over El Capitan. Uh, then you go to running back Mac Bingham at Torrey Pines High School, 31 carries, 273 yards, four touchdowns, and the Falcons win over San Clemente, 47-45. Then you go down to Coronado. You go across the bridge. Calder Maldonado, their quarterback pass for 204 yards and three touchdowns. He also rushed for 99 yards and had four scores in the Islanders' 76 nothing victory over El Cajon Valley. Uh, running back Jacob Galena out of Mar Vista. Uh, he carried the ball only eight times last Friday night, but had 120 yards and a couple of scores. 
scores in the Mariners' 42-6 win over Castle Park. Then you go up to North County at Rancher Bernardo High, running back Taj Martin, 20 carries, 147 yards, and the Broncos win over San Pasqual, 23 to nothing. In a losing effort, uh, quarterback Gunnar Gray at University City uh, had a good night. Uh, his team came up on the short end against Monta Vista, but Gray ended up going 16-37, to 303 yards and a couple of scores. And running back Donnie Green out of El Capitan, the Vaqueros off to a very slow start. They're 0-2, but not because Green hasn't performed. Last Friday night, 23 carries, 182 yards. He also caught a 27-yard touchdown pass in their loss to uh, Modern Day Catholic. And, and I know there were a lot of other great performances. We just don't have the time to get them all on the air each and every Thursday night here on the High School Football Hour. But uh, right now, I want to slide back over to Braden Suprenant, and we're going to take a good hard look right now at the uh, top 10. And we're going to start uh, from uh, 10 up and work our way up to number one. And we're going to go with the East Lake Titans to start off with Braden. They're 1-1. One one. Last week, they blasted Hilltop 57-7. to This week, they're home to take on Santiago from Corona. Now, Santiago's coming in. They're 1-1. One one. They won at home over a, a good program, Murrieta Valley, 42-27. to But then they lost at Rancho Verde last week, 35 to 24. And, you know, I'm wondering just how good Eastlake is. They get shut out by Torrey Pines, 13 to nothing, and then they beat up on Hilltop last week. Uh, what should we expect from the Titans this week? Uh, this is going to be a good test game for, for Eastlake, especially since, you know, the, uh, John McFadden being back and not necessarily being fully ready with the new start of the season and playing a tough opponent like Torrey Pines. They got, looks like they got things going against Hilltop. I expect them to, to, to show out what they really have this week against uh, Santiago. I think one of the best matchups this week is going to be number 9 Lincoln. They're, they're 2-0. and uh, Last week, they won in overtime against San Diego High at Balboa Stadium, 20-13. to This week, they're going to be home to take on the Morris Tigers. Now, the Morris Tigers surprising everyone early on. They're 2-0. and They've not allowed a point. They beat Mount Miguel 39-0. Last week, they beat Patrick Henry 43-0. And one of the things that I thought was very interesting in that San Diego game is Coach David Dunn and his defensive staff, they took their great player, Donnie Chapman, and they moved him into linebacker, inside linebacker, to where he could be a part of the game. And that's when the game started to change a little bit in that second half. Yeah, I, I talked to Don Chapman during the offseason. He said that he was going to be used a little bit more at linebacker at, at certain situations. But to me, the matchup's going to be Don Chapman versus Shamar Martin. Or Shamar Martin, a really, really good uh, offensive weapon for Morse. He's committed to UCLA. I think that's a good matchup to, to, to watch in that game. It's going to be a great game, a rivalry game. And one of those games you can kind of throw the records out, even though both teams are 2-0. and But uh, we'll, we'll see. I'm excited. That's, that's my favorite matchup of the week this weekend as well. Well, they have so much history between them. There's there no question about it. I remember the days of Vic Player and John Shacklett matching wits. And, you know, both programs have had their ups and downs, but it looks like both programs definitely on the upswing right now. Now you go up to number eight, and this is an interesting team. Mission Hills are off to an 0-2 start, yet they're still ranked in the top 10. And last week they lost to Westlake Village, a team from uh, the southern section at home 28-13. to This week they're going to be home to take on Chaminade out of West Hills. And uh, 
Chaminade's a good program. They lost to Oaks Christian, who we're going to see on Saturday, in the Honor Bowl 31-13, to and then they won at Paraclete last week 49-3. to But, boy, it looks like to me, you know, Mission Hills lost a lot from last year. They were a 12-1 and team last year, and they, they lost a lot of guys. They lost their trigger man, Jack Tuttle. He's at Utah. They lost Chris Olave, who's now uh, there at Ohio State, and they lost a lot of other guys on both sides of the ball. It looks like Chris Hauser may have uh, overscheduled a little bit with what he had coming back. Yeah, I, I think it, a little bit of overscheduling, but there's a reason why they're still in the top ten, and it, it's not like they're getting blown out by these teams that are out of town. They're still hanging in most of their games. Um, I think they're going to take another one off the chin this week, but look out for Mission Hills. They might be able to still uh, be a scary team uh, throughout the rest of the year as they, they start av- Avocado League play. They're kind of my dark horse because people aren't really talking about them. They already lost early. It, It'd be interesting to see how Mission Hills does in San Diego. I think they'll be fine in San Diego. Now, number seven, a team that was not ranked last week, St. Augustine, new head coach. They're 2-0. and Last week they uh, hammered Santa Fe Christian uh, in a home game, 46 to nothing. This week they got to go on the road. they got to fight through that L.A. traffic. They're going against that legendary program, Loyola of Los Angeles. Yeah, it's a it's – a... A game for them that uh, they take a little personally just because their president, their current president at St. Augustine, used to be the president at Loyola. That's the, the ties for that game. They've played each other every year for the last couple of years, and they've uh, split for the most part. This is the tester for St. Augustine for me. They played Benita Vista. They played Santa Fe Christian, two teams they should have rolled and that they did roll. It's it's curious to see how they do against a team from the Mission League up in Orange County. All right, number six, Cathedral Catholic. After being upset in the uh, first game of the year on the road at La Costa, they bounced back back and they bounced back in a big way last week that game was over before uh the first quarter was over they ended up uh, drilling El Camino 56 to 7 this week Saturday night 7 30 they're taking on that fantastic team out of Sarah Gardena and Sean Doyle and his staff going to have their hands full you could say that again I mean if you watch Sarah Gardena last weekend in the honorable they look like they're clicking on all cylinders in their first game of the year Cathedral finally got their offense going Sean Poma was really involved in the game he really off a 74-yard touchdown run, the first play from scrimmage. Uh, it's going to be fun to see. It's going to be the Sean Pomish over Sarah Gardena, and they got an uphill battle to, to, to climb here on Saturday. How about uh, Sarah Gardena? Last week, uh, they're in Northern California playing an honor bowl. This week, they're in San Diego playing in an honor bowl. They said wherever the honor bowl is, we will play in it every year. They love being a part of it. They love what the honor bowl stands for, and they're, they're gun-ho for the honor bowl. Uh, San Marcos moves up from number six a week ago to number five this week. Uh, Jason Texler got this program really headed in the right direction. They're two and zero last week. They won a tough road game down at Grossmont, thirty-two to twenty-one. This week they're going to go to Simcox Field on the campus of Oceanside High School and take on the Pirates at seven o'clock. Uh, you know, you, you take a look at Oceanside. Don't really know what they have this year. I know they've got a talented quarterback, but last uh, or the first game they lost at San Clemente, thirty-four to nineteen. Last week they uh, at home they defeated Westview, forty-two to twenty-nine. They're going to have to play pretty well to beat San Marcos. San Marcos got a good quarterback. Yeah, Miles Hastings is a great quarterback. He's committed to UC Davis, and when you got a great quarterback in any level of play, you're going to do fairly well. I think San Marcos is going to cruise with this game, but they're another team to me that uh, they really haven't been too tested in my opinion. 
opinion, and it's curious to see how they'll do in the Avocado League. We're taking a look at the San Diego uh, Top Ten. Uh, Braden Suprena, Coach John Contero with you on the high school football hour. Number four, Helix. They bounce back after losing their first ball game up there to uh, – Cajon of San Bernardino, 43-3. to They uh, got it done last week against Arroyo Grande at home, 34-3. to uh, This week, uh, they're going to be at Cathedral Catholic to take on that Saguaro team out of Scottsdale, Arizona. And by the way, Saguaro, they have a defensive back for you Aztec fans that maybe want to come out and check out cornerback Brandon Shivers from Saguaro. He has verbally committed to San Diego State. Yeah, you're talking with uh, you know some recruiters at San Diego State, and that Saguaro team's got a lot of top recruits on their team, like the the, guy, the gentleman you just said. That 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 team's no slouch. And you say you know Helix has played teams from Utah and Arizona in the past and has done pretty well. This is going to be a battle for Helix, uh, but. Regardless if they win or lose this game, Helix will be there at the end of the year. Well, I take a look at Madison at number three, and this has been a program. Coach Jackson's done a great job of being consistent year in and year out for a number of years now there with the Warhawks. Last week they beat Bonita Vista down at Southwestern College 62 to nothing. This week they're home to El Cap, and, you know, Coach Berner does a great job out there. Last year they had kind of a rough year. They're off to a really difficult start right now. They're 0-2. They lost to Christian 41-6. to They lost to Modern Day Catholic 37 37- to 35 and uh you know madison right now it looks like they've come out uh, really full bore yeah they're going to be good uh throughout the entire season and keenan christian is a huge uh part of that he recruited by you know 20 different schools including the likes of alabama he's going to have a big day on on friday and el, el cap's going to have a have a rough night Number two, La Costa Canyon. Uh, they went over to Dick Haynes Stadium last Friday night and cruised to a 27-7 victory over a Vista. This week, uh, they're going to cruise up the freeway on the five to San Clemente, and San Clemente has to be a little disappointed about how that game ended at Torrey Pines. They had a nine-point lead with under a minute. Torrey scored, went for two, it failed. Torrey got an onside kick and kicked that 41-yard field goal. So San Clemente, they're playing their third consecutive game against the San Diego school. Yeah, and, and San Clemente, to me, is a type of team that's kind of fits more San Diego than than Orange County, but it's going to be a battle for La Costa Canyon, and I think San Clemente gets San Diego back this weekend. Uh, with LCC traveling up the coast. And then the number one team for the second consecutive week, Torrey Pines Falcons. Coach uh, Gladnick got his Falcons off to a 2-0 start, the big win last week against San Clemente. This week uh, they're going to go down the freeway, and they better leave early on that Friday traffic. They're going to go down to Olympian. Olympian off to a real rugged start. They're 0-2. They lost at Santa Fe Christian in overtime, 28-25, and then they lost at Poway last week. Poway seems to be an improved team. Poway uh, got uh, Olympian last week 14 to nothing. If you like football that's ground and pound, uh, run the ball, you're going to love this matchup. Two wing T teams. Uh, you know, Olympian, they're their own two, but they're going to give you a fight. They're a scrappy bunch down there in the South Bay. Uh, look for them to give Torrey Pines a fight in the first half, but I, I envision Torrey Pines rolling in the second half. All right, Braden, uh, that's the top ten, but there's some other good games around San Diego this weekend. In fact, last week I think I counted it up on Friday morning. I sat there and I counted them all. I think we had 47 different high school football games last Friday night. What are a couple of other games maybe for people? that you know don't have an association with a high school and they just want to go out and watch a good ball game. All right coach, there's there's a couple games out there that uh, you got to go check out if you're not, you know, don't have a high school team to root for. One of them if you want to venture up to Valley Center, uh, which is a nice little fun drive. Rancho Bernardo who's one and one is taking on Valley Center who's also one and one. There are two teams that are really similar and, and when it comes to their rank according to Cal Preps, the Broncos and the Jaguars. Well, you know, you got two outstanding coaches. I mean, Robbie Gilster, uh, I remember I went to college with Rob Gilster 
Oscar. He's a little bit younger than me, but he played football actually at USIU. And then uh, after he got done playing, he started coaching with Dave Lay at Orange Glen, had a good program there. And then when Valley Center opened up, he decided to to go up the mountain. I think Robbie lives up there in Valley Center. And boy, you talk about a, a guy that's been loyal to a program and to a community. It's Rob Gilster, no question about it. They're off to a, kind of a mediocre start at one and one. And then Tristan McCoy, I remember when Tristan McCoy was really struggling about five years ago. It was first or second year, and I was doing a game, and I, I said to a friend of mine, I go, you know what, if that school will stick with this guy, I think he's going to do a really good job. And he has done an outstanding job of bringing back a lot of the old Rancher Bernardo tradition that uh, was lost there for a few years. And I think this is going to be a great matchup. I, I kind of like Rancher Bernardo maybe in this one. I think they've got a little bit better skilled players, but Valley Center's got a pretty good strong arm quarterback. Yeah, I like Ricky Mazzetti, and then they also got their left tackle, Big Ed, as I like to call him, up there in Valley Center. Let's get to our next game. Another rivalry game this week gets the Vista Panthers against uh, the Rancho Buena Vista Longhorns. Uh, player to watch, like you mentioned earlier, Dorian Richardson. Well, Dorian Richardson, I think, will probably be the, the deciding factor in this game. I, I think Vista is a much improved team. Uh, they still got a lot of young players on that roster. This is going to be uh, at Rancho Buena Vista at 7 o'clock on Friday night. Uh, Rancho Buena Vista, Joe Meyer, Herb Meyer's son, the longtime coach at Oceanside, El Camino Joe, doing a nice job of bringing back that tradition that was lost for a number of years and you know he's, he's got the bell cow running back so I think I kind of like a Rancho uh, Buena Vista in this game and boy I remember when this uh, rivalry first got started it, it was not uh, it was not fun I mean Dick Haynes lost all of his players they went 0-10 one year because uh, everyone went to the new school and uh, Craig Bell was the first head coach there they won a section title right off the bat uh, but uh, now both those schools have had their struggles, but both of them look like they're headed in the right direction. I, I think Vista's a little bit more talented, but uh, Rancho Buena Vista, I was talking to Dorian Richardson in the offseason. This is one of the games he circled on his uh, on his calendar. Well, the one thing about Dorian Richardson, you know, he's not a guy, Braden, that takes the ball outside. I mean, uh, he's not going to run around you. He's going to run through you. And he's always leaning forward. He's got great balance. He doesn't fumble the ball. He does a great job for as many times as he carries the ball. He protects that football. And that offensive line, they like to get out and uh, be a little physical because they know if they get into the pads of their opponent, Richards is going to make some good stuff happen. So that's going to be a fun game to, I think, hear about, but if you get an opportunity, I'd encourage you maybe to go out and watch it because there's nothing like RBV versus Vista. Especially if you live in the Vista area. you got to go support your local community. Uh, let's get to another game. Point Loma, who's 1-1. One one. The Pointers travel down to Otay Ranch, take on the Mustangs. Otay Ranch battled with San Marcos in their first week and then got the win against Valley Center last week. Point Loma struggled against an El Camino team uh, that got blown out that got uh, blew up, blown out last week, and then they, they, they hammered Ramona, which was kind of a shocker. So you don't really know what you're going to get with these two teams, but I, I know what you're going to get as far as the game's concerned. It's going to be a great game. Well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, you know, everybody was uh, anointing Ramona right off the bat because, uh, you know, they – uh, got out to that big win over Modern Day Catholic, 28 nothing, and then Point Loma got beat on the final play by a field goal against El Camino, or they, they could be 2-0 and right now. You know, I think Point Loma has got a great group of athletes. Coach Hastings does a great job down there. I think when you look at Otay, they're 1-1. They're one one. 
I think there's a lot of unknown about just how good they are, and this is going to be a great test for them. And if they could win this, they're going to get some people around the county to take notice because Point Loma has such a great reputation with what they've done in their football program for many years. Let's let's get uh, to our last two games here before we run out of time. Uh, Francis Parker at Montgomery. It's an interesting matchup. Uh, Francis Parker's two and zero. Montgomery's one and one. You got to look for Ryan Sanborn. I know it's hard to go watch a ki- uh, punter ki- uh, go out and play, but he's a punter. He's a quarterback. He's highly recruited by top colleges uh, throughout the country. That's going to be an interesting game between the Lancers and the Aztecs. Well, he's one of the top punters in the country, and uh, you know I think uh, you know he's going to be one of those guys that we're going to hear about. I don't know if he'll be a USA Today All American, but he's going to get a lot of notice and notoriety, no question about that. As you mentioned, Parker's off to a great start; they're two and zero. In Montgomery, they're one and one. They've got a new head coach, uh, Freddie Dunkel, that played at San Diego State. One of his coaches, Demarco Sampson, who played at Castle Park, San Diego State, and played uh, some time in the National Football League. Those guys trying to kind of revive that program and. Just to get that first win, it's sitting at one and one. They got to be feeling uh, good about where that program's going, and that'll be a great game. That's going to be down at Montgomery at seven o'clock on Friday night. Let's let's go back up to the North County for our last game that we're going to pick here: Westview at San Pasquale. You got the tradition of San Pasquale with their jackets and and the way they do things, and then you got Westview that's kind of up and coming right now. A matchup five years ago that probably wouldn't be as great as it is right now. Well, and you know Westview. You know, they're good. They're, they haven't been great, but they've been very competitive. They lose a lot of tight ball games. This will be a good test. And San Pasquale, they, they got hammered pretty good last week. And Coach Corley, I'm sure, got those guys uh, working awful hard. And they're going to be ready to go tomorrow night in this ball game against Westview. That game's at San Pasquale. There, there, there's not a, a school in the county that has as good a tradition or a better tradition, I should say, than San Pasquale. They've got a little, a lot of things that started many, many years ago under their legendary uh, head coach over there. That and a lot of the guys that coached with Bob Woodhouse many, many years ago. Coach Woodhouse is deceased now for a number of years. Coach Corley and a lot of guys still on his staff played and coached with Coach Woodhouse, and they still have a lot of those really cool uh, things where they bow to the crowd and uh, go about their business. So I kind of like San Pasquale at home in that ball game. That's all the games I got for you. Again, anybody that's listening, if you want to check out any high school game, be sure to check out your local high schools by your house and and check out uh, some of your local neighborhood kids because they work really hard and they put on a good product and it's fun to go out there and watch. All right. Uh, well, Braden, great job as always. We'll look forward to doing this again next Thursday night in our regular time slot at 9 o'clock. Yeah, I don't have to you know stay up past my bedtime next week. I'm excited for it. Uh, great stuff by uh, Braden Suprenit, and that's going to do it for the show tonight. Uh, again, uh, with uh, a late Padres ball game. We get on late tonight, but we'll be back in next Thursday night at 9 o'clock. Hope you enjoy the high school football hour. I'm Coach John Cantera. Have a great night, and remember, keep that dial tuned right here to 97.3 The Fan. Good night. Bye-bye.